0: or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I navigate how we use pleasure as a resource for healing trauma. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast. I am your host, Luis Mujica. I was sick and depressed until I discovered that I could make music, and then my whole life transformed because I began learning how to listen more deeply. Listen to life, to the people around me, and to my body. And that's when I realized that the body speaks through sensations, and learning this new language meant relearning my body and mind. I soon healed myself of many chronic conditions and then began teaching others how to do so as well. Holistic Life Navigation combines nutrition, self-inquiry, and somatic experiencing to help you release stress and trauma just by listening to your own body. This podcast serves as a place to share my experiences as well as the experiences of many others who have healed and are healing through unique, unorthodox, and unusual ways. Your time to learn begins now. Trauma is so um, tricky because when we're having a trauma response and we're living in a state of PTSD, our nervous systems are overwhelmed by activation. They're overwhelmed by charge, electricity, adrenaline. Even our blood pressure rises. So there's all this excess pressure in the body because initially the trauma response comes in to move us away from a situation that is life-threatening. So that, that uh, I call it the propellant, that pressure propels us into these trauma response states. So fight propels us against the threat. Flight propels us away from the threat. Freeze propels us into a constriction. And fawn propels us into socially engaging with the threat to appease and mollify the person so we can survive a a dangerous situation with them. Pleasure becomes very difficult when you're living in a state of PTSD or chronic stress. Because pleasure, number one, it has a charge connected to it. And number two, it has a physiology of expansion. Because to feel pleasure, you have to expand into the charge it creates. And that's a sensationally really what we call pleasure, right? If you think of someone massaging your arm and that beautiful tingling that opens up, that deep um, settling that occurs, that comes from the body responding to touch and responding to charge from touch via expansion. It feels good when we expand into it that's what the relief comes from that's what the pleasure really is that expansion in response to the charge now when we have trauma in our systems our bodies are conditioned and are very well practiced at constricting in response to the charge so the moment there's a sensation on the body or in the body our nervous systems fire up our trauma responses turn on and our muscles and joints and fascia constrict to brace against a possible threat. So a traumatized system starts to see all forms of activation and sensation as possible threat. They overcouple activation and they overcouple sensation with danger. And when something like that when when sensation is overcoupled with danger, pleasure, and joy and peace and ease can also be over coupled with states of danger, and we brace against those. So we're now willing to open up into them. There's a second piece here that's important. There's another nuance to this a, physiology, a physiological nuance, which is the body being in a state of trauma or PTSD for years or decades has grown very familiar with constriction, and the body over couples constriction with safety because constriction is a state of bracing. And when there's a threat in front of us, if there's, a, if there's a softball flying through the park and it's going to hit you, you're not going to open your arms and let it hit you. Your body is naturally going to brace and try to protect your face and your visceral organs. So there's a safety that comes with bracing, which means a low-level state of chronic constriction is really a body that's always set and ready to brace for something. And that becomes overcoupled with safety, it becomes familiar, and it becomes our baseline. Especially if you have childhood trauma. That means you developed in that physiology of constriction and bracing. So that might be all that your body knows. So pleasure asks the body to open. And a body that feels really safe being constricted is not going to trust opening anytime soon, especially when it's constantly expecting and preparing for potential threats. So, why trauma is so tricky is pleasure is a major resource for trauma healing it's the counter vortex the opposite of the source of pain which is constriction and abuse and embarrassment and shame many of these events that are our traumatic events pleasure is the opposite pleasure is delight it's joy it's content it's peaceful it's expansive it allows down regulation to occur, which means that activated aroused state I was talking about settles. So pleasure is a major resource, yet it's really hard for a traumatized body to trust pleasure and to receive pleasure. So I think what interests me here is how do we start orienting toward pleasure when we have traumatized bodies? Because in a lot of uh, trauma circles, in trauma therapy, when we're on Instagram, social media, watching movies, reading books, anything about trauma, we're not really orienting toward joy or pleasure. We tend to orient toward traumatic events. We're talking about sexual traumas, childhood traumas, abuse, systemic oppression, global and collective traumas, ancestral traumas. We're orienting toward the pain place, the vortex of pain rather than sources of pleasure which means in our well-intentioned goal of trying to create more capacity so we can release stress and trauma and actually be able to merge and meet the world without being so overwhelmed it's difficult because pleasure is actually where we find our capacity Openness is where capacity gets created. I'll give you a very simple, real-life daily example we can all experience. When we are really exhausted and tired, that's our body saying, I'm beyond capacity. I can't go any further. So let's say, I'll think of a recent situation for me. I was at an event. I was very tired. And my neck was really tight. And I felt this tension headache starting. And it was hard for me to make eye contact or focus my body was showing me all these sensational somatic boundaries it was saying please stop and so luckily i have this practice i listened to it i laid down in a dark room for maybe 15 minutes and while i was laying there this pleasure rolled over my body i started feeling this expansion little by little in certain parts my breath getting deeper, my eyes feeling so much pleasure from the darkness, not having to look at anybody, not having to speak, the silence like wrapped around me like a cocoon. And it was so pleasurable. And in that moment of pleasure, my capacity started to build because I was physically expanding. My lungs were expanding. My diaphragm was expanding. It wasn't as constricted. My neck and my eyebrows and the back of my head, all those muscles that were doing this, we're starting to do this. My shoulders, my back, my chest, right? My, my fists, even my fingers were doing this instead of this. So in that physiological expansion, pleasure was allowed to enter. And this is where trauma work is very magical for me. You know, very, very spiritual in its experience. The very thing that I was calling stress and anxiety and tension, headache and pain and, and overwhelm and exhaustion transmuted Into pleasure and delight and peace and ease and safety. So this traumatic this traumatic energy, the source of energy that was creating a headache, the tension, it didn't go away. It didn't disappear, you know, like matter, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It transmuted. It went from being stuck in my head to spreading out through my body and becoming vitality. And this is why pleasure is such an important resource when we're doing trauma healing, because we're already experiencing a body that's oriented toward threat and stress. We are experiencing other people, other professionals, other writings, other books, other movies that are oriented toward stress and threat. Where are we orienting toward pleasure? Where are we orienting even toward the reality of our survival? Where are we finding uh, an awareness or a practice of what's my capacity to receive pleasure. So now that you understand a little bit about the physiology of pleasure, the physiology of trauma, why it's hard to accept pleasure, not because you're like a negative Debbie Downer, but because your body doesn't trust that openness. Because openness for a body literally means lack of defenses. The body's defensive state is bracing and constriction. So to release that means it's defenselessness. And it's quite appropriate and intelligent if a body believes it's threatened or could be at any moment. It's an intelligent response to stay braced. So our bodies aren't broken. They're just out of time. They're still responding to a time when they were threatened. And then they're looking for more threat to make sure it doesn't happen again. They're unable to attune to right now there's no threat. I can take a breath. Even if threat's coming in an hour, can I be in peace till the hour of the threat? So I'm never here to say that threat doesn't exist or trauma doesn't exist or safety is always happening in the world. It's not. That's why the practices I teach are so important. The safety is inside of you and your ability to relate to it and to slowly have a practice that builds your ability to feel your own safety and merge with high sensation in a way that expands you instead of constricts you that's how we can sustain living on this planet in a really pleasant way in ourselves even when the world and the people around us are highly unpleasant and changing and shifting and and traumatic and overwhelming So let's do a little practice right now around feeling pleasure. I want everyone to look around the room they're in. And if you're driving, please pause this and you can come back. But get to a room or an environment, maybe you're outside, you might not be inside. And let's start using our senses to feel for something pleasant. Now, one of my favorite ways to do this is with a pillow grab a pillow, put it over your belly or your chest, and you just stroke it a little bit with your hand. And if you don't have a pillow, you can just take your hands and put them right on your body and just slow down strokes over your chest, your belly, maybe your legs, maybe your arms. You might even want to touch your genitals if you want that kind of pleasure. There's no wrong pleasure here. It's whatever feels right for you. But noticing as you self touch, as you use the pillow, Maybe you're noticing the wind on your skin, maybe the sunlight, maybe there's a smell. There might even be like a really juicy fruit in your refrigerator or at a store you can get and bite into. We can play with any sensation of pleasure because what we're doing here is we're inviting pleasure through this object or experience or being and then we're noticing what part of me is able to feel it. So let's notice as you're with this being of pleasure, whatever it is for you. It could even be an animal or a human that you're touching or being held by. What part of your body is able to feel that? Let's start by scanning there. Again, in our trauma work and our talk therapy and the orienting toward pain, we've gotten really good at noticing where our anxiety lives, where our fear lives, where our stories are in our minds and where they come from in our, in our backgrounds, our painful stories. And we get out of practice finding, well, where's my pleasure? Where's the opposite? Because in the body, the body is such a somatic tile of you know, mosaics. There's always a different truth happening somewhere different inside of us. So even though I have anxiety in my chest, there's a part of me that feels a sense of ease. So let's sense into that place that's able to feel the relief the pleasure, the ease. Let's notice what part of my body responds with openness. How does my breath respond? How does my physical body structure respond? My bones, my skin, my jaw maybe, my eyes. What parts of me are able to open up to this being of pleasure? This is a little diagnostic activity that shows us what's my capacity for pleasure in this moment and what's really cool maybe not enjoyable but interesting let's say you're biting into a juicy orange and you just feel ah, oh, all this pleasure in your tongue and throat maybe goes into your chest and stomach and then you feel a tension and you notice that tension is in response to your mind thinking but i have all these emails to to write back to or i have to clean my house We want to notice when the mind brings us a statement or a story or a sentence or a belief or even an image of memory that constricts us. Because going back to what I said earlier, when the body is used to being constricted, it doesn't easily release the constriction into defenselessness. So it looks for more reasons to be constricted. So if this juicy orange and the sunlight bathing your skin and the silence in your, your home or in the environment you're in Soothes you and starts expanding you, your mind, your subconscious body is going to throw whatever it can at you to create constriction again because it doesn't feel safe in the expansion yet. And that's okay. Again, we we tend to call that self-sabotaging or being negative or being broken. No, nothing's broken, nothing needs fixing. This is your body responding properly to believing it's unsafe. How else are we expecting it to respond? So we want to feel into that. And honor that. Oh, body, you're thinking about the time that person died. That helps me constrict because you really want to constrict. I respect that. Maybe you put a hand over the part that wants to constrict and you just say, I understand this is scary for you. And that's the practice of relating to the body via sensation, not bypassing the constriction, not trying to talk your way out of the constriction, not using an affirmation to disprove that part of the belief but saying, you don't believe in opening up right now, you're scared. You stay scared, I'm going to hold you and I'm going to go back to the part that can open. And if you practice this every day for five to ten minutes, you'll start feeling a capacity for joy come in and you'll start noticing that you naturally will orient toward what's pleasant, what's joyful, what's peaceful and delightful, even in moments of stress so you can be with both. Not to bypass the stress, but to bring a resource to the stress. So you can be watching something on television that's really violent and terrifying for you and feel the terror in your body. And then simultaneously, you can orient to something in your environment that's safe and you can feel the safety somewhere. And we do that to be holistic. We do that to be whole. So we're not throwing any parts of ourselves into some closet pretending it's not there. We're with both. And being able to have capacity to be with both, especially contradictory parts of us, really adds to our multidimensional, multifaceted nuanced experience as human beings. And it makes living so much more pleasurable and easier. It doesn't take away traumatic events, doesn't make you more money. I'm not promising anything like that. It makes your life easy sensationally. Because you're able to be with all these parts of you that inevitably are going to emerge and blossom and die and blossom again all throughout your life. So feel into this. Notice how you can use pleasure as a resource for healing trauma and stress. Notice your fear around pleasure, your stories around pleasure, maybe your experiences growing up around pleasure that were negative. Did you connotate pleasure with shame? Did other people and you internalize that? What's your capacity for pleasure? This exercise will show you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I'll see you next time. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My question for you is, where do you feel the episode? Take a breath and just notice. What's your body doing right now? Sit with it. Let it speak to you. And let whatever comes up, come up. And your only job? is to listen. For all the wisdom you need is right inside of you. To learn more about my work, you can visit holisticlifenavigation.com and sign up for my mailing list. You'll receive a weekly newsletter with specific monthly topics, free resources, and upcoming events. You can also follow me on Instagram. If you like my podcast, please leave a review and share. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.